Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with published author and former psychic Susan McKeldry. She was born in New Jersey but raised in Florida from the age of five. Proving a person is never too old to pursue a dream, she became a licensed cosmetologist at 47 while working alongside her husband in their window and door business. When not writing, she teaches Bible studies, reads, works to increase her fitness level at the gym, enjoying daily walks, and has a goal to run a 5K. One of her greatest joys was recently becoming a grandma. Enjoy this interview. Hey, thanks for taking a minute out today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's start off here with the fact that we've come out of a global pandemic for the last couple of years. Things have been kind of turned upside down. How did you do during the pandemic with your profession, and how did it change you? During the pandemic, I was practicing cosmetology. So that shut us down um, for, you know, about a month. And uh, we were sent back to work. And um, I did okay during the time home because, I don't mind just hanging out and, and reading or something. Uh, but when we went back to work, uh, that was a little daunting because when you're doing hair, you know you're right there in someone's face. You're, you know, within five inches away from their face. So that was um, a little scary, but everything, you know, worked out fine. We just had to protect ourselves, and, um, and uh, that was about it. And then about a year later... Um, I had to let the cosmetology business go and um, help with my husband with his window and door business. So um, we have found that even with COVID, you know, business has been booming. Everything's been good. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of little silver linings coming out of the sorrow that happened because of this. Um, and you have an interesting background, um, you know, cosmetology, former psychic, author, but my question to you is, is that if you were in front of a bunch of grade school kids right now for a career day and someone looked up to you, one of the kids looked up and said, what do you do for a living and how do you do it so well? What would you say to them? Well, right now, I, like I said, I, I help my husband with his business. I do all the, the financials and the bookkeeping. Um, so I would discuss that with them and, and what it's like working in a family business because all of our three children are working for us and having that balance of being able to separate family from work and then, um, you know, also writing, you know, in my, in my spare time when I can and um, just uh, focusing on my purpose in life and uh, helping others as I can. So you were born in New Jersey, raised in Florida, and I'm curious about your childhood. What kind of gave you this motivation, you know, to be a motivated business person and to be an author? Well, I always had cosmetology in the background uh, of my life. Growing up as a teenager, I was always cutting my friend's hair, experimenting, giving perms. You know, I grew up in the 80s, so everybody, you know, was getting perms and that's kind of where I thought my life was leading. And my father suggested that I take some secretarial courses uh, so, you know, those skills could help me anywhere to get any kind of an office job. And that's kind of what led me in that direction. So when I met my husband and we married, he was already working for a company uh, in the window business. And as the years went on, he decided he'd like to start something on his own. So that kind of fell in place because he did sales for that company. So when we switched over to having our own business, 
he was the sales person and then I was the financial, you know, and bookkeeping person of the business and it just kind of worked out that way. So, you know, as you mentioned in your bio, you know, it's never too soon or too late, I should say, to start something and you did it 47. When you look back on your life, do you feel like you're better equipped now to do things like running a business and writing and, and, and things like that better than you would have when you were younger? Definitely, and that's why I always um, I firmly believe that our, our life has a purpose and a plan. And um, I did pursue cosmetology, um, like you said, at, when I was 47, and that was just a time where I had this moment in time where um because in 2007 during that that's when the housing industry crash begun and we ended up losing everything because you know that was our company was based on new construction 99 percent of our business was providing windows and doors to new construction homes and i'll never forget the day my husband walked in my office and he said i don't know what's going on but all construction has completely come to a halt so from that point on, we had to start cutting back, and eventually in 2009, we ended up just having to close the business. We just had too much overhead. So we went through a lot of trials for about a year and a half, and as we came out of that, um, and my husband wanted to start another business, but focusing on existing homes and taking out existing windows and doors. So when we started that, it was at a much smaller scale, not nearly what we had had in the past. So my work for him was very small, so I had a lot of extra time on my hands, and that's when the thoughts of cosmetology started to come through, and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, now's the time, and, you know, I do, I firmly believe that, you know, it happened the way it did for a reason, um, you know, happening now instead of happening when I was 18. So you have a very deep faith as well, and I'm curious, how, did you have a flashpoint? I mean, what... How, how did how did that happen for you? How did you get to this point where you have such a deep faith? Well, I grew up, um, I say, in a Christian home, but we were the type of family that went to church on sat on Sunday, and then the rest of the week it was forgotten. Um, we did pray before meals. We did have the Ten Commandments instilled in us, and um, but it was never a practicing faith at home with home, you know, pr- praying together, home Bible study together, nothing like that. So that's kind of how I uh, grew up in my life. And um, I ended up started going over into the the psychic world, and, and that seed was planted through uh, rumors that my grandfather had had some kind of power. Going through everything I did, going through that psychic realm, I, I was seriously involved in it for two years. But God saved me out of it in such a dramatic form that my eyes were open to the evil that I was actually turning towards in that realm. And that's really when my faith was just really, really sparked. And I was like, no, I don't want any of that. I want, you know, God in heaven. And... um that's where it all began. That's where it really began. So your book is Heaven's Joy. Talk to me a little bit about this book. Kind of give me a preview to entice listeners to pick this book up. Well, my book is in two parts. There's a part one and a part two. And part one um, really just tells my backstory and how everything that was happening in my life that led me down into 
the road and going into the psychic world and the reasons behind it and what my heart motivations were, what was I thinking, and everything that led me into that realm, which eventually, um, after God plucked me out of that realm, it was so dramatic, and I ended up being Baker-acted. So it was after I came out of the hospital uh, from being Baker-acted and my mind cleared that that's when my life took a drastic turn and my whole outlook on life changed. Everything in my life changed. And so part two, I'm still telling um, what my life was like after the hospital, but also there were challenges along the way. And um, But being more biblical and bringing in uh, God more into the story of how how my life really began after coming out of the hospital. So I'm curious from, you know, kind of coming out of the psychic realm, are there good realms in that, or is it something where it's like all or nothing? How, how does that world work? And that's one of the biggest um, problems and issues I think a lot of people have today. There's either the realm of the devil or the realm of God in heaven. There's no in-between, and that that's where I think a lot of people get stuck, They're thinking there's some kind of, other, you know, spiritual universe out there that people can go to and look for supernatural power and beings and all of that. And that's where I got drawn in, thinking that there was this world of goodness. And yes, there was evil, but, you know, we could, according to that world, you could call on angels and, and protect yourself. But that's that's just the trick of, of the devil. So... um that is one thing I really learned coming out of it is there is no in-between. It's either one or the other. Throughout your life, who have you looked up to? Who have been role models or heroes for you? Well, I have a friend that she was a part of my life. I used to live next door to her. And um, and I say I was a Christian back then because I always believed in the existence of Jesus. I had no idea there was a difference in believing in the existence of Jesus and having a personal relationship with him. I had no idea that anything like that existed. So I always considered myself to be a Christian. And I had this family that lived next door to us. And my youngest daughter and their daughter became best friends. So, you know, we kind of associated and just had this kind of acquaintance kind of relationship. But I was able to see and I knew that this family was a Christian family. And... um the mother, she was, her name, her name is CB, and she just clearly, you could just see there was something different about her and her faith. So when I came out, she actually tried to reach out to me when she found out I was doing all this psychic stuff. And, you know, when you're in that world, you think you know what you're doing and you know better than everybody else. And I just blew her off. But after I came out of the hospital, I was I just knew I was doing it the wrong way and I wanted to do it the right way this time and I was like who do I know that just really just lives christianly and just is that person when you think of what is a christian and CB is the one that just came to mind so I reached out to her and she just took me under her wings and I started meeting with her she started teaching me the foundation of Jesus and she has just been by my side every step of the way. And even through writing this book, she was just with me through the whole thing. 
And she actually uh, ended up, I asked her to write the foreword to the book. She has just been a very supportive, and I consider her a sister. So of everyone that's alive on the planet right now, if you could meet anybody, who would you meet? Who would you like to talk to? I've thought about that, and, um, you know, I don't idolize, uh, you know, well-known people. Um, so I think just meeting people who have come to Christ or have a curiosity about Jesus, um, I'd love to meet them and speak with them. Or, you know, if they have questions, those are the those are the people that I would love to meet. So, you know, as an author, you know, we're sometimes we're as good as those books and those moments that, you know, we fall in love with writing. What was the book for you growing up or at any point in your life do you look back and think that really worked its magic on me? I was just thinking about this the other day because uh, I was having this conversation with my, my daughter and, and she recently found her love of reading again and she also loves to write. And I was thinking back, you know, well, when did that, when did that moment happen for me? And I remember when I was about 13 years old and I was homesick for like a week from school and a friend of mine gave me this trilogy of books to read and I have to say that that is when my love of reading began and then I remembered in school uh, during high school when we would have our writing assignments I really truly I just love to write so it's kind of always been there in the back of my head that I knew you know, someday I would like to write a book. I never knew really what it was going to be about, but, um, you know, it all came to fruition a couple of years ago when I was like, okay, this is a story that it just has to be told. So when you look back on your life, what are you the proudest of? What what always brings a smile on your face that you've done or accomplished in your life? I'm thankful that God gave me the opportunity to work in the cosmetology field for, I did it for six years. I'm I'm really thankful for that because it was always something kind of in the back of my mind, almost like, uh, you know, n never completing something, something that was just always there lingering. So I'm so thankful that he gave me that opportunity um, for just, you know, a small window of time, and that was fine. And of course, the the most joyous moment in my life is is when I came to Christ, and that that's just will trump everything. Wonderful. So now that the world's kind of opened up, COVID slowed down, things are kind of moving at a different pace. Let's say we talk in five years from now. What are you looking forward to doing? What is on your radar to really get going? Well, we want to uh, you know keep increasing our window and door business with the, the children now all working for us. And I have a son and two daughters and uh, my son has really basically been with the company, um, you know, from it, its inception. So, um, you know, building something for them that they can take over one day. And then also, and I have two grand, grandchildren that um, were born last year. So, um, you know, just being a part of their lives. And then as far as like the writing and the books go, I mean, I hope to write more. I'm thinking about maybe like a Bible study to go with the book. Um, but I, my, one of my intentions that I always thought the book might take is to take it into churches and maybe, uh, you know, do speaking engagements there in the churches. Um, but that's really kind of where I see things going. 
So let's say you have a, a dream tonight and you run into the younger version of yourself, say in your 20s, and you could give your younger version one piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained throughout all these years. What would you say to your younger version? Never go into anything blindly. Don't follow the crowd. Don't think just because someone else is doing something that, that it's good. Uh, always investigate, research, and never just think something's good because it feels good or looks good. Uh, do your research and uh, know what you're doing before you do it. Wonderful. So everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your readers, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Number one, uh, an adopted child of God and just humbled uh, for where God has taken me. And I pray that people can see that and that I stay humble and even grow uh, in my humility. So if anyone wants to buy your book, learn anything more about you and anything that you do, where's the best place for them to go? I have a website, uh, com. Everything is on my website. My book can be purchased there. That's where I um, lead everybody. Wonderful. Susan, thank you for taking some time out today. Good luck with the book and moving forward. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was a joy. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, and music around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.